0: and (laughs) here we are with ellie bersko so do you want to just uh it's good to see you by the way yeah you too back in the country thanks and yeah always coming and going jet setting it's awesome it's awesome to see so kind of like to sort of roll into these so even before an introduction just to tell us how you, what you've been up to for the last little while.
1: Uh, so I, well, I went to Necker Island, Richard Branson's island a few weeks ago. Yeah, and, where uh, is that? It was it's amazing. The
0: the world. It's like, people say it's the British something rather.
1: Uh, yeah, so British Virgin Islands, um, which is, I think it's pretty much still classed as the Caribbean. It's like right next to the Caribbean. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's all around that area. Um, amazing accent around there, <laughs> like some cool people. Uh, but yeah. Hey, What's your
0: name? To- My name Ellie. Oh, wow, well, on Ellie. So nice to see you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> some of them I couldn't understand at first. I was like, Not even <laughs> uh, but no, I spent some time in Antigua on the way back. Yeah. Yeah. I spent time in Antigua on the way back as well, which is cool. So it was just an amazing trip, not only to spend time with Richard Branson and an amazing group of entrepreneurs, but like to mentor people from the British Virgin Islands whilst we were there to do workshops with Virgin Unite, um, to have a 15 year old entrepreneur talk about the, the amazing uh, charity work she's doing in the world. And she's got three businesses at 15, which is crazy. Wow. And um and then just, you know, I'd been so busy and stressed before I left that when I was there, you know, just being on an island, all my stresses melted away. And I also, I was so inspired and motivated. Um, plus, I also got to have amazing experiences as well. So he's got an animal sanctuary there. So I got to feed the lemurs and um, the, the what baby tortoises. What are they? What you, what they, are they giant tortoises. The lemurs? Yeah. Uh, the lemurs kind of like, it's lemur pellets. It's kind of like cat food for, for lemurs.
0: <laughs> you get them doing tricks um, and things and, think, like, and train them, like <laughs> if they sit. They jump
1: on your back. <laughs> yeah, they jump all over you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, no, they were, they were really cute. And then um, we have to go in with the with the males because the females, like, try and attack you <laughs>
0: <laughs> I get territorial
1: um but yeah we got to, yeah exactly mm. but we got to snorkel over a world war ii ship that Richard Branson had just sunk recently um yeah. just amazing things and on the way back I I swam with stingrays as well in Antigua so it's just like, you know, ticking off all these things off your bucket list. It was just amazing. Life,
0: life, like memorable experiences that you won't forget, you know, these life-changing experiences. That's amazing. Exactly. But let's, let's rewind a little bit because I know that you had a little bit of, there was a bit of a, it wasn't quite easy, the the lead up and heading over there. So tell us a bit more about that.
1: Yeah, so I was in Sydney for a week. I, I live in Brisbane. I was in Sydney for a week uh running doing a fitness expo for three days. So expos are really full on, um, overstimulated with talking to hundreds of people and the music and the lights and everything. That was three days on my feet. Um before that I was running VIP days and doing heaps of things in Sydney and I'd already been there a week and on the Monday I had to change my flight so I was supposed to come back to Brisbane for two days before going to Necker. so I was going to spend two days with my kids before I left uh, but I went to the consulate the American consulate on the Monday morning um, to try and get my visa because it had been denied and uh, I had a, an emergency appointment and they denied it again and so in front of everyone that was about to line up to go in for their interviews I'm crying my eyes oh, out. Dear couldn't hold it back and um, I walked out of there and I got on the phone to my partner and he looked up flights to try and get me there without going through the US. And I then was on the phone to the group organiser, the travel agent, and I had everyone just really supporting me and making sure that I got there. And so time what's, within- the,
0: what's the time frame? Like we're looking, like you had to be there by when and what day are we talking? This is all happening.
1: So I was going it was the monday i was going to fly back to brisbane that day i had my flights like that i was supposed to get to after the consulate and i was going to fly back to brisbane for a day or two and then go but instead we found a flight for me on the monday within an hour of leaving the consulate i'd gone and had breakfast checked out of my airbnb Dropped some stuff off from the expo at a guy's office that I'd only just met. So my stuff's still down there, some of my stuff. And then I was on the coach to international airport. Amazing. Carry on luggage with me that I'd had in Sydney with me for a week. And that's what I took to NECA with me. Um, if like a, a small carry-on full of dirty clothes from the week, basically. <laughs> so... Uh, but I made it made <laughs> and it I flew uh, 40 hours around the world to get there.
0: Incredible. Incredible. So there's uh, some lessons to be learned there. It's like, don't just give mm-hmm. up the, the first effect, you know, the first kind of obstacle or challenge that you face. It's like, nah, this is, I've got my sights set on something. So I'm going to, going to make yeah. it happen. So good on yeah, you. Yeah.
1: There's and, always a way.
0: And awesome. It's, it sounds like an amazing experience. Like I'm, uh, am that, that is inspirational. Like I, that's something that I would love to do as well. So, and, and to, mm. to have my peers and friends doing that sort of thing, it's, it makes it seem uh, that much more possible, you know? So
1: yeah, totally.
0: thanks for living the dream and, and being such an inspiration. Um, so yeah, let's just rewind it a little bit again. And, uh, why don't you tell us, tell the people who you are and what you're about and yeah, what you love, what you get up to with your time.
1: Yeah, so my name is Ellie Versco and I'm a business and mindset coach, um, mainly in health and wellness. My clients are personal trainers, um, but I also coach coaches and a few different industries as well. Um, and basically, I help people to be able to grow their business. Whilst overcoming their limiting beliefs, uh, and uh, so that they can continue moving forwards, uh, once they get some great results, I uh, find a lot of people, you know, hit this upper limit, and then they'll end up shrinking backwards. So I help them to to keep go- going uh, past that, and um, and keep moving forwards. What's my daughter just
0: <laughs> creepy little hand just coming up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I got two young kids as well, seven year old and a four year old and, um, I travel a lot. I traveled 16 times last year. Um, this year I'm traveling a little bit less, but still most months of the year and, um, and yeah, just love to, you know, always be experiencing life and and making the most out of life.
0: Beautiful. So that, that must, yeah. So you get taken around the world through work or you just love traveling?
1: Uh, both. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've I've always loved travel. Um, I was actually born in England, moved to Australia when I was four, and I've been back to England about five or six, I think six times now to see my family and spend time over there. I lived there in oh eight oh nine, and that's where I met my partner in London. He's Portuguese, and um, yeah, I've just always always loved travel. Love, you know, finding out about different cultures and history and experiencing new places i get bored being in one spot for too long like yeah I just yeah i really and too long is like not very long for me as well but yeah i do um i do overseas retreats for my clients uh i do vip days interstate and things like that sometimes uh but for example we're about to go in a couple of weeks as a family trip to southeast asia for a month so whilst i'm away i'll only be doing one day a week of coaching calls with clients and then on the other days I'll do little bits and pieces as I as I want basically Mm -hmm. Um, but the rest will just be run by my team whilst I'm away and I'm pre-preparing stuff now like extra content and things like that so I'll just be able to have some really nice family time as well
0: beautiful set set it all up now so and automate it a bit so you can be, be away step away from for a little bit Nice. And how long have you been?
1: And I just think the important thing there as well is.
0: So I'm going to have to get you to repeat that.
1: The stage that I'm at in my business now, but it's not a regular thing that I require a week. A lot of time. to then be able to have that time off. So,
0: Yeah, can you just repeat that again? The important
1: thing to note with that as well is, yeah, yeah, the important thing to note with that is that you can't just work one day a week if you want to grow your business, (laughs) you know? I'm at the stage now where I've got systems, I've got automation, I've got team, so that I can work one day a week. Uh, That's one full coaching day. I will be doing bits and pieces in between that, and I'll be preparing extra stuff before I go to be able to take that time off and i just i wanted to make that point because i think people who are trying to get to that 100k a year mark like you've really got to put in the work because mm-hmm. no one knows you and you've got to get yourself out there and you've got to overcome your own crap and you've got to really put in the effort um you can't be going on holidays all the time or, you know, be doing all this stuff that's not focused on your business if you really want to succeed. So mm. I want people to think that you can just go and work one day a week, you know,
0: <laughs> good advice. It's funny that the four hour work week with Tim Ferriss, it was super popular in 2008. I think it was. And everyone was like, yeah, it's like, I can only, it's amazing. I'm going to automate everything and out and send it overseas and get my, get our team of VAs to run everything. And, And it's funny, you look, if you have a listen to Tim Ferriss, even in in the book itself, he he mentions, or in the updated version, at least he mentions that he spends most of his time working, (laughs) you know, most of his time pushing the book, his newest book or or getting his book written or, you know, he, he does love to travel and do fun stuff, but he does spend a shitload of time getting his, you know, especially the four hour work week in particular, he spent hours a day hustling that, you know
1: yeah totally like today I had Thursday is my day off, so today I had a day off, but this morning I made a sale I was on a sales call i um what else did I do? I updated some of my groups and made sure I updated like gotten back to all my personal messages and um and my one of my team members made two sales for me today so
0: yeah amazing you're multiplying yeah. yourself. Again, I feel like yeah. we're going in rewind on, on this call here a little bit. Everything's kind of time <laughs> playing out in reverse. So I want to rewind a little bit and and tell us a little bit about yeah. where you came from and, and has it always like, yeah. how long have you been at this position and how'd you get there and how'd you get here? Um, yeah. yeah so where were you at? You know, where did you, you said you grew up in Australia, did you? Is it Brisbane or and then? Yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was born in England, moved to Brisbane when I was four. And um, so, yeah, lived in Brisbane most of my life. And I um, I don't know how much of the story you want. Um, I was oh, actually... In,
0: in, yeah, go on. As much as you want to share.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, my parents divorced when I was 17 and my dad kicked me out of home when I was 19. And I was a, I was a party girl and I was... Um, My dad worked away a lot and I was craving his attention. And at the time, I didn't realise that, you know, I didn't have self-worth and self-esteem and I was just calling out for attention. That led me to, you know, being a party girl and getting in trouble and um, drugs and alcohol and um, some not-so-nice relationships with guys as well.
0: Have you got got any crazy stories from from, from those times that you care to share?
1: Oh, God. (laughs) no one's asked me that before yeah sure um so one night i you know i couldn't just i couldn't just stop at one or two you know i was the one that was just going all night and i would end up at random people's houses and um i used to live on the south side so i came back from the valley one night ended up at some random's house i knew some of the people there (laughs) and um It was like bright daylight, and we were all still partying. And the guy went down to the shops to get some stuff. And he's like, "Do you do you want anything?" And we're like, "Yeah, a tent, some rollerblades, and a (laughs) wig." And he's like, "Say that that
0: list again." Sorry, I was too busy laughing. (laughs)
1: <laughs> A tent, some rollerblades and some wigs. So he actually came back with those things and we set up the tents in the living room and we were rollerblading around the house with wigs on.
0: Amazing, amazing. The, fu- the the funniest one of the funniest things about that is that I can totally relate. <laughs> I can t- I know exactly you know I've I pretty much have had that almost exact same experience in <laughs> numerous <laughs> occasions. So yeah, I can totally right. So, so from there, from the party times, tell us. Uh,
1: yeah, so then I um I, I hadn't I was in an abusive relationship as well in my early twenties and um he just wouldn't, wouldn't leave me alone. Even though I'd broken up with him, he'd still show up, you know? And so I actually, I was, I was always supposed to go back to England when I was 18, but I didn't. And so I was twenty twenty one, twenty two, 21, 22, I think. And I decided to go back over for a year. And so I packed up and it got me away, you know, from that whole drug scene and from the abusive boyfriend. And I went to live with my grandparents, which was tough. They wanted to know what I was doing every day for the rest of the year. Um, so I kept kind of running off to Scotland and uh, and couch surfing in Glasgow and
0: what partying. And what, what age are you now? What age are you now? 20,
1: 22. Yeah. Yeah. So I was. Um, yeah, partying up there and hanging out with some cool people. And um, and then I ended up, I couldn't find a job. I was working in a in a call centre in Glasgow, but it was like £4 an hour. So it's like 6 or $7 an hour. It was under the award rate. They weren't even supposed to be paying us that. So what was the and, job exactly? Uh,
0: what did the job entail exactly doing?
1: It was a call centre. I can't even remember.
0: Were you, were you selling was or were you, t- were you setting meetings or were you, were you doing fundraising? I think
1: Setting setting meetings, yeah, yeah. I kind of remember what the what.
0: And how long were you there uh, for?
1: Because, uh, I was only I uh, would have only been there for a few weeks, ah, okay. and I just ran out of money. So yeah, but I so I worked in call centers for five years before I started my own business. So that was kind of in the middle of all of that. Yeah. Um, in Australia, I'm, I'm, and I overseas. imagine that would have
0: given you some some fortitude and some ability to cold call oh, yeah. and some some good yeah. lessons in, in overcoming objections and, and some cool little skills.
1: Yeah, yeah, confidence exactly. in introducing yourself in to strangers.
0: Australia,
1: yeah, well, in Australia, I did that um, for multiple different companies, and when I came back from overseas after that year, I I went back to a call centre as well. Um, so. Yeah, I I worked for lots of different companies, and my favourite one was for charities, calling their regular givers and getting or getting them to give on a monthly basis, kind of thing. Um, my biggest donation I got was seventeen thousand dollars from a from a like seventy something or eighty something year old farmer in Perth. I still I don't know how I remember that. Amazing. Um, but I just had amazing conversations all day every day with all these old people.
0: <laughs> amazing
1: cool yeah but then so I, I moved down to london uh where i found a job as a living nanny and uh had multiple jobs down there I was a living nanny i worked at sumo salad and i also uh, was managing a team in a in a call center for uh for fundraising as well for charity in london Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I um, had some time down there and then I met my partner and we were actually uh, hitchhiking through Portugal and Spain when I found out I was pregnant oh, wow. and I'd only known him for three months wow. and I freaked out. <laughs> I was 22 um, and he was, um, he was 29 and um, luckily he said to me, don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. And I stayed the rest of the year and then he followed me back to Australia. Beautiful. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Uh, and so that, how did it, I imagine that would have changed your life a little bit, the, the pregnancy. Oh, totally. totally. So where did that yeah. take you?
1: So falling pregnant and meeting my partner, Nuno, made me, you know, never touch drugs ever again. I don't even drink anymore. I don't binge drink at all. If I do drink, I'll have one or two and I'll, I'll be fine. Um, and just, yeah, he completely changed my life. And, and I decided to change my life as well, obviously. And so, yeah, when we moved back, we literally had no money. I was working in the call centre. He wasn't allowed to work because he was on a tourist visa. And I worked until I was 39 weeks pregnant because I, that was the only money we had. Great. And, uh, and I, we couldn't afford a car, so I used to walk to work at 39 weeks pregnant as well. <laughs>
0: Crazy. Um,
1: yeah, and then I um so I stopped working there. Um, Centerlink uh, didn't didn't come by until a little while later, so we were really stressed out about that.
0: Just for the um, uh just for the listeners and and viewers who don't know what Centerlink is, can you just give us some context? Yeah, so there? like
1: welfare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I usually say welfare for anyone in the US. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that didn't come in straight away. <clears throat> When it did, we were only getting like five hundred dollars a week. Three hundred was for our rent. We were living off fifty dollars a week for food, and uh, we had to walk everywhere um, to get wherever we needed to go. And you guys um, are
0: young, right? You guys, are, you know, twenty-somethings.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Nuno was probably thirty by that stage, and I was twenty-three. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So. You know, it was at that time where we actually got a letter one day in the in the mail and I I say this is my turning point. I remember getting this letter that Nuno's visa was denied and I was on the floor just crying, thinking, why does all this bad stuff keep happening to us? And, um, and we thought our family was going to be split apart, you know, and with with a newborn baby. And I decided at that time that I, you know, life doesn't happen to me. I can take control of this Mm. and I can decide to create a better life for myself and my family. And that's when I enrolled in my personal training course. Um, When my daughter was three months old, I started that. And so I used to express milk for her and get on my bike and cycle down to the classes. And uh, I, the first week out of PT college, I started my own business. Most other people in the course were um, we're just either doing nothing with the course, or we're going to work in a yeah, yeah. And
0: yeah. I
1: decided, I, you know, I don't want to work for someone else. I don't want to be working forty hours a week, earning five six hundred dollars a week, and having my daughter in full time daycare. I didn't see the point in that. Yeah. And um, so I, that's when I started my first business.
0: And yeah. that's. That uh the turning point you said. So the visa, what happened with the visa? How did, did you have to sponsor how how did that, all that stuff work?
1: Yeah, so it it was denied because they sent us an email that we didn't respond to, but we never got the email. So um so we went through a whole review process and they ended up giving it to him. So it all worked
0: okay. out. Okay. So it came through in the end. Amazing. So that was how long yeah. ago? How long ago was that? We're in we're in 2017 now. So
1: Yeah. So that was uh, around 2011, I think.
0: Cool. And that, yeah. the first business was a, what, a personal training. You were training people, like PT stuff?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so after I had my daughter, I lost 29 kilos in 7 months, which is more than what I'd put on. Mm. And uh I looked around, you know, before I lost that weight, I looked around for a mom's boot camp with babysitting included, mm. um with a cool community feel and like-minded women, and I just couldn't find it. So That's
0: amazing by the way. Good work on the um, getting that hitting that goal there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, thank you. And I well, I'm, I lost the weight myself, obviously, and then I wanted to fill that gap in the market for what I'd been looking for. Yeah. So I started mum's boot camps with babysitting included in the parks. I was the first one to do that in Brisbane. No idea what I was doing when I started. <laughs> I I was making like fifty, hundred, two hundred dollars a week tops, and it was mainly just friends and word of mouth and. Um, like Groupon deals and things like that wouldn't recommend. <laughs> and uh, then I found a business coach on Facebook and the first thing he wanted me to do with him was a thousand dollars. And, you know, you could have said a hundred thousand dollars to me at that time. It just felt like that much. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have any money. So I just, I paid it off little bit by little bit, um, as I took action and he gave me steps, you know, to make some money. and um, I actually, with, with his help and, and my own, you know, hard work, uh, I took that business to a hundred grand in a year and 200,000 in under two years. Amazing. And, and that was still most of that time without having a car running to all my classes with my daughter in the pram and the equipment underneath the pram.
0: It's like, imagine (laughs) I had a car. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Would
0: it save you? That's how I lost all that weight. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) So that was so some of the, that was a kind of a sweeping, kind of all right. That's what happened. But let's get a bit deeper into that. What was some yeah. of the what was some of the mindset? What was some of the? I know you mentioned that there was that turning point where you said, okay, life can happen to you, or I, I can actually control what happens here. Um, so mm. t- tell us some of the ins and outs of what how are you thinking? How, like what? What makes you go? All right, cool. I just have to do this. I have to walk with the kid and have to express and have to implement. I, I imagine there's some, some specifics in there that that uh, would be really helpful for for some of our listeners.
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, before I started the business, I think that drive just came from you know uh, that that was just my personality, you know, and I. I just had this strong desire to not go and work for someone else. I just, I can't, yeah, I, I can't follow rules. I don't like people telling me what to do. And I just wouldn't imagine, I didn't feel like, and this isn't a dig at anyone who has to do this. I understand people make that choice or they have to, but I just thought that for me, it wouldn't be right having a kid and putting her in full-time daycare. And so I, I was like, okay, well, what else? What else can I do? You know, and because of the journey that I'd been through, the personal training just seemed like the logical option. Mm. Um, but then, like after that, so I think it really comes from, you know, your personality and just having that strong reason why and that drive. Um, but also, both of my parents were in business. I've I've grown up with two entrepreneurial parents, you know, mm-hmm. so I got strong work ethic from them and, uh, you know, that didn't really click until about a year ago. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense.
0: So t- tell um, us what, what strong work ethic is for the for those of us who struggle with it or to struggle mm, with it. So, so, yeah, tell us what that looks like and, you know, something that is – for someone with strong work ethic, I mean, I imagine – things some things are just a given or that oh that's normal of course you work 12 hours a day of course you you put yeah. in that extra mile of course you don't just waste time like this is like uh, a no-brainer to someone with strong work ethic whereas people who are trying to develop yeah. work ethic that, that that seems way out of their universe you know
1: yeah totally well i think there's positives and negatives to to that uh for example so with my dad he couldn't stop working and he still can't he's 53 now and he still can't say no to a job, you know, and he's just taken on another company. So he's just increased his workload. And I'm like, you've got all these people working for you. Shouldn't you be doing less? <laughs> so, like, right. um, I think I've kind of outgrown him and, and learned that lesson way before he has, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's the, the negative side of that, I guess in a way is that I did used to have that hustle mentality and I still get thrown back into that sometimes, Um, but I think that is just part of who I am as well. And I don't want to push that to the side. I think that's a good thing as well, as long as you have balance. Mm -hmm. And I don't think balance means that every day is balanced, but that you have, you know, peaks and troughs and you have some weeks you might be working really hard and then you might have a week off, you know? So balance is is what it means to, to each individual. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, it's It's good you asked that actually, because, yeah, there's a lot of things I do, and I'm like, don't doesn't everyone do this? like isn't yeah. this normal? Yeah. Um, you know i'll I'll wake up in the morning and i'm I'm thinking about my business, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm just constantly thinking about business, thinking about my clients, how I can get them better results. Um, like I said today, even on my day off, I made a sale, um, my assistant made a couple of sales, I did a bit of work. It's you know 9.40 at night right now when I'm I'm doing this because yeah. you know it doesn't feel like work this stuff. It's what fills me up. Yeah. And um, a good example as well, we were in Portugal over Christmas. And I see business stuff everywhere. So we were at a, there was this castle and it'd been all done up with all these Christmas markets and games and people dressed up. Um, Someone dressed up as the Mad Hatter for some reason. The the Mad Hatter was at all these Christmas markets. I don't know why. And um, I saw someone stand and they had quite um, like expensive chocolates. And I pointed it out to Nuno and I'm like oh, that's really good branding. Look at the way they've set up like the stand and they've done this and they've done that. That looks like really high quality. And that just kind of sparked ideas for me to write about, you know, like that's just how my brain is thinking all the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So it's a high value for you. And and what I got from that is like, it's a, it's definitely at the top of your list of of values, you know, business and and building business and serving people. Um, but also that it's, it's almost an obsession, um, in, in, in a healthy way, because it can, it can provide you with fulfillment and provide you, you, you with a bit of freedom, you know, financial space, freedom. Um, and, and it's good. You mentioned that balance as well, because there's, there's no point in, in hustling, hustling and making all this cash money uh, and then not having any time to actually do anything with it and enjoy, enjoy yourself and, and, and the time with the family and such.
1: Exactly. Like today, uh, I went and had a massage which ended up turning into acupuncture. He's like, oh, I'll just give you some ac- acupuncture as well, no extra cost. I'm like, okay. Um, and... And then I ended up having to go pick my daughter up from school and then I took, her back to, I took her back to the shops with me and we went and got spa pedicures. And she's only seven. She's never had one before. And she's <laughs> like, thank you for doing that for me. And it was really nice to spend that time with her. I've spent time with both the kids tonight. We watched Finding Dory on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And um, I spent time with my little boy this morning as well, just reading books with him and, and cuddling him. So it was really nice balance today
0: super important that's that's yeah i can imagine they're gonna have a pretty fun life <laughs> with, with parents yeah. like you guys
1: um my daughter's traveled to like i think 13 countries already something like that and she's um she's only seven
0: she needs some new pages in her passport soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah she'll have another four ticked off in in a couple of weeks
0: <laughs> amazing amazing cool thanks for sharing that um is there anything else mindset wise that is in terms of like overcoming kind of obstacles and re- the thing that i hear a lot is like resistance people letting resistance stop them and there's all this build up of resistance and kind of i want the thing but there's all this kind of whatever it is this this whether it's outside forces or inside forces like you said um earlier i don't know if it was in the while we were on uh, on air but in terms of helping people get out of their own way you know like there's that internal dialogue or that belief stuff or that says that they can't, or that they can't be great. Or, you know, is there anything specific that has helped you with, with that stuff? With get you know, getting, yeah. it over? cause yeah. all of us have it, you know, it's, there's not yeah, you know, yeah. successful people and go, Oh, they don't have it. So it's just a different way right. of dealing with it, you know?
1: And, and you have it every time you step up into something unknown, like it's like, oh, this, this shit again. <laughs> you know, It's like you never get rid of it, I think. You just peel another layer off and go deeper and you're able to bounce back from things so much quicker or the little things just don't matter anymore. But I guess going back from that, um, you know, I think we can decide to struggle in life or we can decide to to just go with the flow you know and the more that we sit and stagnate and don't move forwards the more that voice in your head gets worse and that's when the overwhelm and the fear and the anxiety takes over and it's like for example, with live streams, I have a lot of my clients going, oh, I'm too scared to do a live stream. And they sit there going, but I don't know what to say. And do people even want to listen to me? And I'm not good enough. And you know, so-and-so is better than me. And just story gets worse and worse and worse. Then if they just pick up the phone and do it, they're like, put a message in my group afterwards. And they're like, Oh, I did my first live stream. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, you yeah. know, so it's just, we've got to take action and confidence builds with action. it's like when I was on NECA, for example, I had those voices the first day or two. I was like, oh, all these people are better than me. And, I, you know, they're doing so much, like they must be making so much more money than me and have achieved so much more amazing things than I have and I don't belong here and, you know, all this stuff. But because I was so busy, I didn't stay still, that didn't have chance to take over. And I still kept on, I put myself out there. I tried new things. I was doing all this stuff and I opened up to a few people, I think on day two and they were like, Oh yeah, I was feeling the same way. And I, I thought you were really inspiring. You've sold a business. I I haven't done that. And you know, all these things that they were feeling as well. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, well, I'm no different to everyone else here. Everyone is just, you know, everyone is the same. And you know, we all have our our strengths and weaknesses, and our skills and our unique things and, and stories to share with the group as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think, I guess, going back to what you're asking before as well, in that beginning phases of my business, I did a lot of not just strategy, but an action, but a lot of personal development, and there was um, in those early days. And and beyond as well, there was a lot of work on, you know, noticing my strengths and weaknesses, noticing my stories from the past, um, forgiving people from the past, um, the ex-boyfriend and my mom and my dad and, you know, letting go of stories like, oh, well, my parents' divorce is what made me use drugs. And it's like, well, no, I chose to take drugs, you know. And it's like dropping those stories and changing the perspective so that you can be in the present and come from that place and, you know, just go out there and take action from a place of um, just being 100% present and wanting to help people rather than attaching all your crap. And all these
0: stories to, to that. Mm, mm, mm. Amazing. It's like, yeah, it's like almost like you said, getting over yourself. Or you know, it's like, it's like the story. Yeah, the story is whatever you want it to be. At the end of the day, you can one thing can happen mm. to multiple different people. You ten different people. The same exact thing can happen, but ten you have ten different ways of looking at it. You know, and and the person who looks at it as like you said, a struggle, they're going to struggle. A person who looks at it as an opportunity is going to go oh, and run with it and then turn it into a business or turn it into a way to to, go up. exactly.
1: And I think in life we tend to focus on the negatives, and I've done this a lot in the past where, you know, there'll be one bad thing that happens and you feel like it's like the whole world is over and I'm a failure and everyone hates me and my life sucks. And then it's like, Oh, but I just signed up five new clients (laughs) and I just had amazing, uh, you know, amazing connection with my partner this week. And I just took the kids out and I've lost two kilos and you know, all this amazing stuff. And you're like, Oh yeah, that one thing doesn't really matter that much. So I think that comes back to, you know, daily gratitude and journaling and meditation and just teaching yourself to focus on the positives rather than the negatives. Mm -hmm. And and over time that just becomes easier as well. And when you, you know, obviously it's a bit cliche, but what you get is what you focus on. If you start doing that, then you'll start seeing more amazing things and surrounding yourself with more amazing people. And putting that energy out there so that you bring those amazing opportunities into your life as well, instead of kind of repeating that negative cycle.
0: Mm -hmm. 100%. And I feel that there's an underlying message that's coming through the the whole time you've been talking from, from the beginning of this call, um, that it's almost like self-awareness, like the more self-awareness we cultivate and, and honesty with ourselves, then the more we're able to actually do something about our situation. If we're in denial that, where, you know, maybe we're, we're not if we're not getting the results we want, like if we're not living the kind of life that we want to live, obviously there's some level of, of doubt there or there's some level of I don't believe I can have it or shame or whatever it might be that's the story that's playing. Mm. Um, so it's like, okay, let's look at, look at that, you know, and, and the more that we are serving in action, less in our heads. I think I shared something earlier today. It's like if we're, perfectionism seems to be something and it's the resistance stuff that I've been talking about that comes up, um, when that comes up, mm. it's like act now, think later. As similar to what you were saying, it's like someone who hasn't, oh, you know, who hasn't got so just act, act. <laughs> act. You think about it later. You can think about how it's going to happen, or how you know you can. Yeah. All the fears, doubts, and stuff, the, the noise. Yeah, I'll, I'll deal with yeah. that. But we'll do it after we've taken a bunch of action, and, and then, and then we totally. Can, you
1: know. And that's what I always do. And then I'm like. Like, oh, that, like, you know, I put it up and I don't even look at my old stuff because I just put stuff out there. Whereas most people do the opposite. They're like, oh, I've got to make this perfect. But it's not about, I think perfectionism and procrastination are just surface level excuses. We tell ourselves for something deeper and the something deeper is usually like, oh, I'm going to be judged or, you know, I'm not good enough or all those kinds of limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. um someone actually said to me yesterday uh progression not perfection yeah. and it's like you know putting something out there is better than nothing because in your own head is not going to help anyone you know just keeping it in your head is not going to help anyone um yeah. change their lives
0: it's a big one I, I think i shared that with someone earlier today even is that progression over <laughs> perfection. with, with, the, with yeah. the seven with the seven week guys that's amazing thanks for sharing I, i'm um going to wrap up pretty soon. I just want to know what's exciting you at the moment. I know you've just had a bunch of inspiration coming from NECA like, and you came back with a yeah. bunch of inspiration, kind of a bigger vision. Just talk to us about future, what's happening in the future for you. What's it, what are you currently involved in?
1: Yeah. So I, I was so inspired and motivated coming back from NECA and I just got so many ideas there uh, that I tried to start doing everything all at once and now it's simplified. But so some of those things that I, I'm going to be doing, will probably be next year now rather than, you know, straight away. Um, For example, I'm going to create a a program for year 11 and 12 students to teach them about money mindset, money management, personal development, entrepreneurship, leadership, and actually help them to be able to launch a business by the end of the the course.
0: Amazing. Um, Is that that like a one-term thing or a year-long thing? or
1: A semester, so two terms. Yeah
0: amazing so yes. so necessary so yeah that's amazing
1: yeah i wish i was taught about money in school like i i i had good sense around money from a young age and i've been working since i was 12 but um yeah i think it's very much needed and you know they don't have to go to uni if they don't want to there are other other options
0: that's uh
1: another thing yeah um another thing for down um, for next year in January, one of my old clients has a children's home in Kenya. And so I'm going to go and speak with her team over there and also speak in some high schools and in the slums and talk to them around mindset and business as well. And hopefully start to end that poverty cycle for some of the families there. So mm-hmm. that, that really fills me up and I didn't know ex- exactly how I wanted. to to do that, but I've always known since I was a teenager that I wanted to volunteer in the world countries. So that's really, really exciting.
0: That's super exciting.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a couple of of cool things you're up to. It's, It's super exciting. Yeah,
1: yeah. But then I realized, you know, I don't need to be doing all these things straight away. So now my focus right now is I've been super, super focused on just consistent marketing, building team, and um and systems and automation and just the sales are really flowing like i think we've made about 15 sales in the last two weeks um and most of them are 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 big um sales as well so yeah it's been been really good to just kind of simplify and just put those systems in place and follow the plan
0: crushing it awesome and uh Question I always ask uh, is getting in flow. Like, you know, my thing is flow. Uh, living life in the flow zone is the name of the podcast. It's the name of of the, the Facebook group that I run, um, the name of the book I'm about to release. So when I say living life in, in flow or in that, you know, in the zone or in the flow zone, what does that mean to you and how do you like to ensure that you get in that zone?
1: I think flow for me is just... Um, you know, like I was talking about the balance before going with what feels right in the moment. So if that flow means that you need to have a day off to just chill the fuck out and binge watch Netflix, then, then that's flow on that day. Other times flow might be, you know, Mm. that hustle mentality of like making a heap of sales and getting a heap of shit done. Mm. Um, So that's the way that I see flow. I do think that I need to do get into doing more meditation and stuff again and chilling out a bit more. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think flow is just going, going with what feels right in the moment whilst also sticking to the plan as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Amazing. And something that just popped into my head then was, um, Coming from NECA, you you, you obviously spoke with with Mr. Branson or Sir Branson, I think it is these days. And um, were there any kind of specific questions you asked him or questions he asked you or kind of tidbits of of gold that you picked up from from your interactions with him that I'm sure people would be interested Um, to know about?
1: Yeah, one big thing that really stood out for me because I think it's kind of where I'm at at the moment, he said, you want to take yourself out of your business as quickly as possible because when you take yourself out of business, then you're able to, you know, create another business or go and do these bigger picture things like me speaking in Kenya and doing, you know, doing these different projects. Because if you don't do that, what I see a lot of people doing is they attach their whole identity to their business, which is what I used to do. Mm-hmm. They feel like they've got to do everything. And just created another job for themselves rather than creating something that works for them. Mm. And so that really stood out for me when he said that Um, I thought that was really cool. And his little catchphrase as well, screw it, just do it. Or let's do it. It's like, it's just around, you know, taking action and stepping out of that comfort zone. And um, you know, even if everyone tells you not to, or it's crazy or no one's ever done it before, it doesn't mean that it's a stupid idea or that you can't do it. Yeah. um so yeah but i noticed other than that i noticed like he's very very humble he's very patient he's very a very good listener and i actually tried i i do talk a lot as you can probably see from this podcast but it was great to be in a position where you know i wasn't the leader for once mm-hmm. and I wasn't the one doing all the talking. I was actually sitting there listening and just soaking up his his wisdom and just mm-hmm. being a part of that amazing thing. I didn't. There were some louder personalities and people who did kind of jump in, and I thought, you know, and I've read this in his books. There's no point in saying something just for the sake of it. Just so to I kill actually the
0: space spoke, or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I actually spoke a lot less than I normally do, and just let him talk and and soaked up his wisdom.
0: Amazing amazing
1: yeah
0: thanks for sharing that um yeah i'm sure yeah being around these kind of people who have caused the created a fair amount of impact in the world you know you definitely have that osmosis you know i'm a big believer in you are who who you surround yourself with and and that we're highly influential impressionable um people yeah um and that you're so the people and the environments that you surround yourself with. And, and that's even internally the thoughts that fill your mind. I'm a big believer that they it, <clears throat> are impressed on us, you know? So <clears throat> surrounding yourself with people yeah. who who want to win and who want to get ahead and cause, create some sort of impact, some meaningful impact in the world and, and for me, that's who I want to be around. That's why I'm 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 here with you, and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Like even working with the clients, they they're wanting to to enhance themselves and wanting to to create the lives that they want that, that they dream of and such. So for me, I think that's a yeah. ma- massively big takeaway just from you making sure that you got to neck it and be surrounded by these entrepreneurs who want to take it to that next level and really want to create a massive impact. So yeah. yes, that's a big takeaway yeah. for me. Um, the, from that, for sure. So, last, so thanks for that, for you, for doing it, for living it, like I said before. But also, uh, just lastly, what do you? How do people get in touch with you? Give us your your. your what do you? You have anything at the moment that you want to um, plug or, yeah, share with the people? Um, Let us know. You.
1: Um, so anyone can feel free to add me on Facebook. Just shoot me a message as well so I know who the hell you are. Um, uh, so it's just Ellie Bursko, um, which you'll have my name on here, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So, yeah. Well, is there any Sorry. links specifically you want to share?
1: Yeah, is it Instagram? Is
0: it is it Snapchat? Like, what what are your main things?
1: Facebook's probably the best. I'm on Facebook the most. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, just Ellie Bursko on Facebook and the website's elliebursko.com.au as well. So I can I can give that to you. I've got a free ebook that a lot of people have downloaded as well, which is how to get your business to 10k a month and beyond. So happy to give that out as a freebie to anyone as well.
0: Beautiful and and very lastly, is there any kind of yeah parting either if it's parting wisdom or if it's a question you want to ask the people to get them thinking along a certain way or yeah any what do you want to leave them with as we sign off here
1: hmm trying to think (laughs) um i guess this is something that's been on my mind a little bit lately if i was to ask a question it's like do you think that you are, so to to go out to everyone, do you feel that you are currently 100% committed to to your goals? Do you feel like you're giving 100% effort to your goals? If not, why not? If yes, awesome.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. La. Yeah. So thanks again. And, uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime in the future. Keep rocking, keep kicking those goals. Uh, you're doing amazing work in, in the world. So we'll see each other soon.
1: Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you.
0: Thanks guys. You know what to do. Rock on.